somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes me <laughs> It is Erica Mona. It's Damia. And this is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start? Hey. Hey. I don't like that. Of course, it's fancy. I love for everybody. It's what? Cross Culture. It's what? Cross culture. culture. It's what? Cross culture. Hey. Cross culture. Hey, gee, I be so in tune with the music. Oh my god, I love that theme song. Every time I be do 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 do. Hey, hey, I be too, that be having too much fun. <laughs> well, hello guys. How you guys doing today? My name is Damio, and I'm Erica Mona, and this is Cross Culture. We're back again with another episode. How you guys feeling? How you guys doing? Did you guys enjoy the Napa episode? Mm-hmm. We finally got that uploaded for you guys. Did you guys enjoy that? Hope you guys did. We also dropped some clips on our social media page, so definitely check it out. Make sure you follow us. Yes. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Have you been doing? How was your week? What's the highlight of your week? Um. So you know, last week we had our staycation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that still counts as the highlight because I'm still holding on to that drawer. Okay. Same. Because <laughs> guess what? They won't break my soul. Because <laughs> going back to work felt like breaking my soul. Mm-hmm. Aw. So staycation was your highlight? Staycation. Absolutely. I think staycation was my highlight too. The massage we got, that was definitely great. I feel like we did talk about Did we talk about this last week? No, because we, we were on the staycation, so we didn't talk about it. Okay, I thought we did because we did record during our staycation. Yeah, but I don't think we talked about it fully. Um, I had a, I definitely had a good time. We tried new spots out. Um, the tribe that was nice to go. I loved it. That was my that was yeah. like my favorite place. Yeah, like to listen to like live R and B music mm-hmm. and great singers, and then people in the audience want to react. You know, want to sing too. Okay, somebody stepped out. Okay, so it it was great. Um, highlight is there's a lot of progress with me searching for daycare. So that I'm excited for that. So my Yay. goal is sometime next month he's officially enrolled in daycare. Ooh. That's gonna be exciting. Yes, definitely. That is gonna be super duper exciting. Well, Jami, you know how we like to start. How do we like to start? We like to start with the topics. So, um, the Little Mermaid um preview came out yes. like a week and a half ago. It's mm-hmm. fairly new, and of course, we've seen different reactions on social media mm-hmm. of young black girls when they see it. They're like, "Oh my God, she's black!" Yeah, I even saw one of two older women. You could tell that they're like in their fifties or so. And when they saw it, they're like, "What? She's black and she's pretty," you know. So this is like really exciting for everyone of all mm-hmm. ages. Um, so basically, uh, a guy, an Indonesian college student dressed in blackface to mock the little mermaid. Um, so basically based on the reactions, he now, he put like a black mask on Mm. with the little red pink wig, whatever it is, and just 
mocking the whole situation. Like, oh my gosh, he's black. Why he has his black face on? He's a student of Northwestern University, which is in Chicago, right mm-hmm. here. Evanston, actually. Yes. And he refused to take it down until TikTok finally takes it down. Because he's like, you know, I'm a TikToker. This is what I do. So I'm not going to take it down. Um, what do you think about that? I don't know if I hope Northwestern expelled him. Because if it was any other student for any other thing, that mm-hmm. would be expelled. That's expulsion worthy. As a student to do that in the dorm, that is expulsion worthy. He specifically um, said, I just woke up and my video is still up. I will stick to TikTok community guidelines, play by the rule book. I'm not going to remove the video myself. And if you know about TikTok, because I'd be on TikTok, they'd be quick to take videos down. Mm. They'd be quick to remove the sounds of your video. Mm-hmm. And I notice they do this for a lot of black TikTokers as, uh, as well. Especially if they're talking about something regarding race. Yeah. Or, you know, racism or being black or whatever. They take it down so quick or they silence it, mm-hmm. you know? So I've not seen a report that they've taken that down. But it's... Why? Yeah, I just think that... There is so much insensitivity around um, just how people want to people are mad. People want to celebrate. Like I think it is the most ridiculous thing that white people are trying to act like this made-up fucking mermaid is like historically white. Mm-hmm. You get know what I'm saying? Like mermaids are not even real. So for you to fight this hard, I believe in mermaids. I'm sorry. Dude. I mean, we believe that, and and that's the irony, right? If we really are to actually talk about the 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 real con- conception of mermaids it comes from African deities you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. the mummy water and all of that mm-hmm. and all that you know what I mean it just got watered down it may be you know Scottish people have their thing too <laughs> Scottish they do with the Loch Ness. I was not expecting them you know what I'm saying I was trying to respect the whites with the Loch Ness monster and all that you okay know, they have their little thing with the uh-huh. mermaid but okay whatever it remains that. It was The Little Mermaid. It is a Disney fictional character, and it is never that serious. To get on the internet, really buy a whole wig, get in blackface in this day and age. I have a quick question regarding that. So with them now making Little Mermaid a black girl, can you say that it's the same when um, writers of show want to add, like, an LGBT character to an already known show, you know, or maybe switch a specific character that we know. Or, like, you know, even, like, author. You know, yeah. how, like, the teacher, they said, oh, now... Mr. Redburn is gay. Yeah, like, now he's gay. Is that the same? Is it different? Um, I've always felt like this... We can't... We gotta stop equating race with sexuality. Okay. Because race is more overt. Mm-hmm. That's why I've always felt like... With race, you see it immediately. Mm-hmm. There is no way to be, like, quiet about your race. Yeah. Especially being black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you can play with, you know, the whites can play with their ethnicities, mm-hmm. but as a black person, you're black. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when it comes to sexuality, you have to make it known. Yeah. That's something that has to, you have to consciously make it over. Mm-hmm. Like, as I'm looking at you, as you're looking at me, you wouldn't know what, I'm, what I am, what I'm doing, who mm-hmm. I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, so if we were to, like, make that part of a storyline, we have to have some overt actions. And it's always the actions that make it weird or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with, like, I guess LGBT being, like, shown as, like, a character, just kind of being talked about lightly or whatever. It'd be, like, when they, like, stretch the storyline. So you're saying, like, when they show, like, the sexual activities to show that this is a gay... Yeah, it's like, that's not what makes people gay. I mean, I guess technically it is, but it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that when, when, when people of the LGBT community want to be added, they want to be um, added and seen as humans. Yeah, that, not as, like, 
promiscuous individuals. Exactly, not sexual deviants. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of shows incorporate LGBTQ in a, like, sexual way. I agree with that. You know, that was one of my favorite things about Pose. Like, it's implied everybody's mm-hmm. either gay or lesbian or mm-hmm. trans. So we can just know each other's no people. Pose. It wasn't that many sex scenes like that. It, it was barely any. So it was really, like, a lot of the idea of... The idea of seeing them as humans mm-hmm. is just people. Mm-hmm. So that's just it. That's why, you know, but with us being black, with, uh, with it, to us, it's just like, it's just an erasure of us in society. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that is part of it too. It's like, you know, when we watch shows and cartoons and TV shows and everything, it's so like, in these spaces, it's only people that look like this. Absolutely. Because, you know, maybe the understanding in Disney movies, I don't know how many people follow Disney deeply, but they're in different countries. They're not all just, like, whatever, whiteness. Like, I think The Little Mermaid is actually in, like, Scotland, Mm -hmm. technically. As as you know, things are in Saudi Arabia, Africa, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, like, at the core of it, they're all white. Absolutely. So, you know, to see ourselves... In the live action. And I think Halle Bailey is perfect. I don't think it's even as controversial as they're trying to make it's it. It's not. She's not even a spicy black. She light skin too. It's not mm-hmm. even like, they gave you straight, nigga. Like. <laughs> and also, speaking of Disney, I feel like, you know, now having us time watch a lot of Disney too. Mm-hmm. And if you notice with their old cartoons, they make a disclaimer of like, oh, oh, you know, we are aware of the racist undertone. Oh, do they on Disney yes, Plus now? A That's lot, cute. A lot of the old, especially the That's old cute. ones. Oh, yeah, because it's rooted in racism. It, it is rooted yeah. in racism. And uh-huh. I, it's some cartoon that um, uh, Fermi's dad really like. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's this white boy, and he has this, um, I don't know if he's black or Arabian psychic, and he, they call him a darkie. Literally a cartoon mm-hmm. G. And I'm like, wait, this ain't darkie? Yeah. I'm like, darkie, what? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so it's definitely it is a lot of racism with Disney. It's like just now they're like, okay, hey, we're aware of it, blah blah blah. But you know, obviously, it's a great cartoon. We're not gonna take it down. Yeah. Um, and as you said, she ain't no spice. She's not dark skin. She's not like, oh my god. Yeah, she's not no <laughs> stripe. I'm sorry, you know, not that she's like. I'm not saying that and it's she's a live similar. action. Yeah, it's not even that deep. And it's like, who is the prince? Is the prince not some random? The prince man? is still a white guy. Yeah, they better accept it. Yeah, but I thought they was gonna go all the way. Exactly. We should should have, but it's okay. The prince is. Definitely still a white guy, and it's live action. They never change the, the actual cartoon is still there. Outrage don't even be outraged. Back in the day, they would have fought us about the interracial part of. It. Okay, exactly. <laughs> so if y'all still wouldn't want to watch the white girl cartoon with Marlo Mermaid Ariel, is it Ariel or Ariel? Which one is it? It could either or. And I think it's Ariel. Ari- it's it's Ariel. Yeah, but black people be Ariel. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna call Ariel. Because when I was in high school, it'd be Ariel. I'd be saying Ariel, like, oh no, it's Ariel. No, I think that it's one of those, like, some people pronounce their names differently. Oh, okay. Oh, anyway, <laughs> let's switch it up. <laughs> so, y'all, let's keep on this TV wave. So, I just did a binge, and my binge was on um, Lizzo's. Um, What's it called? One time for the big girls. Big that's girls. that's the name of the big girls, and it was Emmy award winning. Like you know, I kind of always wanted to watch it because I love Lizzo. Mm-hmm. I like what she stands for, all of that. And um, when I saw her win all those awards, I said, "Baby, let me see what's to it." Okay. Um, so I watched it, and when I tell you, I was in tears the whole time. Uh, oh, okay. So she definitely deserved the Emmy. It was be- it was it was a good show. Okay. Um, it definitely gave 
America's Next Top Model original, you know, like the whole, all the contestants living in the house and we're building a bond, but at the same time it's a competition. And, you know, I like that. That, that gave me a nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know, different competitions, these different And it's not catty like all these new shows that they be having now. It wasn't catty. They be having Southside Bodies, yeah. Something Bodies mm-hmm. that we have on Zeus mm-hmm. Network. Okay. Yeah, okay. no, no, no. It was definitely rooted in like, and it was so beautiful and transformative. Okay. Right? Because, you know, I got on here many times and spoke of my plus ass struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was really, like, amazing to hear all these girls. And, you know, Quiet is kept. I feel like I've shared this story, too, about my cheerleading tryouts and mm. all of that. Long story short, I used to dance when I was little. I did ballet when I was in Portugal. You did? Okay. When I was in Portugal, I did I ballet. Said that, huh? So when I first moved to America, I seeked dance classes or whatever, right? Um, but I didn't, you know, couldn't find anything. Income, woo-woo-woo, immigrant, all that jazz. So by the time we moved to Calumet City, it was a little bit more stable. Um... But I think by that time, I had started internalizing that I was plus size. So a lot of the time when I wanted to do these quintessentially girly things, I felt like I couldn't because of my size. And it's not that you could not. And it's not necessarily. Girl, you used to bust in and do a split. Like, I really, you know, sometimes I think about it, I was like, oh, really? I really was a good dancer. Mm -hmm. And I think that I almost counted out my dance skill because of my size. Like, I almost Mm -hmm. didn't really see myself as a good dancer or didn't understand mm-hmm. my, you know what I mean? It was weird. Um, so to see all of these women who are like honestly heavy big girl dancers and to do it and to like tell their stories and how they overcame all of this, it was, it was, it was nice to see. Cause the reality of it is like, you know, as Lizzo says all the time, there's not many fat, dark skin, you know, women, yeah. you know, even when we see bigger women, um, that are accepted. They're racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. The Tabria majors of them all. The you know mm-hmm. we we know these girls. Um, so to see like real, not say real black girls, but just everyday black like girls, like a regular black girl, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Who really is like maybe if they're walking down the street, they would have been demeaned in some way, mm-hmm. just killing it, like mm-hmm. boo boo hitting, like doing real work. I think it humanized them. It made you fall in love with different people in a different way, and it just was really really like. I'm I'm happy to see girls of this generation have that. Because, mm. you know, like, it's Quintesson, you know, as, like, cliche as it is, it's really important that, like, other women see that and are able to see, like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Other people are like me. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I always feel like when you see other people and see how you just naturally see them as pretty or beautiful and you don't even see all the weird flaws you see about yourself, it helps you accept yourself. Absolutely. So I think it was just nice. To, it was really just nice to see that on TV, in that stage, in that realm where we see big people on TV and the main focus is not getting them to lose weight. You know what I mean? Like, where they're literally just people doing regular, everyday things. It was great to see them eat and just eat. You know what I mean? Not to feel weird about it. It was just good. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I was boohooing because, you know, I live with good, feel good. Oh, that's good. I'll definitely check it out. That's, you know, representation matters. It's very needed. And, you know, it's needed for everyone to also see that, okay, Big bitches can dance. And Lizzo was breaking dance. Girl, that really got me. When Lizzo was crying, like, she had a moment when she was talking to the girls. And she was just crying, like, you know, I think everybody just always assumes that because I do this, that, the other, I'm just like this confidence still rock. Mm-hmm. She's like, y'all know how, how hard it is to try to love myself in a world that really doesn't love me. And they be coming just out because, Lizzo. Yeah. Be her too like, much. just because. She's like, I really don't do anything. I don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not this, that, and the other. It's literally because of how I look. Like, as soon as I post a picture, the whole world hates me. Mm. And I'm like, 
that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. It really is so crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. It's heavy to deal with. Yeah. So shout out to Lizzo because it's it's important work. I think people don't understand it fully, but it is important work. So shout out to her for doing it. Definitely. That's amazing. That is great. Um, speaking of you know girls and body types. Body Okay. Um, Erica Banks. What what is the music group she's with again? Fifteen oh one. Fifteen oh one. Okay. Um, so she basically went on a rant on social media saying that, you know, whenever I go out to party, whenever I'm in the club, I only like a certain type of bitches around me. I only want thick bitches around me. I don't want no skinny bitches. I don't want no fat bitches. They need to be thick, BBL, body boom, titties, ass. And, you know, she's like, it's my preference. It's not me being prejudiced or whatever, but it's my preference. I just like to have a certain group of people around me. You know, it's my brand, especially when I go to a club. I just want fat asses, thick bitches dancing on me, dancing around me to be in my clique. So, of course, people, um, you know, talked about it. What do you think about that? Do you think it's just a preference? Like, you know, we all have preferences, whether you prefer a skinny person, a fatter person, thicker, slim, thick, whatever. Do you think it's a preference in her I don't case? Think people, don't, people don't understand the meaning of the word preference. What's the meaning of the word preference? Preference is to have a... Um, affinity towards something uh-huh. right to like you know if something if these things are presented before me i'm more drawn to this i like this a little bit more i, I like this a little bit more but people be getting on the internet completely discriminating mm-hmm. against something and had a nerve to say it's a preference mm. it is not a preference if you blatantly say i will not fuck with other girls like this i only want women of this mm-hmm. that is bias Mm -hmm. that is discrimination Mm -hmm. and you erica banks have a wide body and your bbl BBL. look like a bdl you really look like a ppl it's just a lot it's just like erica banks needs to accept that she's a one-hit wonder so she did say that you know i'm not saying i don't associate or have friends or family that are either skinny or big or whatever but when it comes to my brand, especially going to the club, because you know, our main, main, her main money is from the club. That you means she can't do it herself. She ain't. She's not at concerts. You know what I'm saying? If she do concerts, this small local concert she's yeah. doing. She's not at concerts. She's not at award shows. Like no one is checking for Erica yes. Banks. It's just local Texas clubs that she's probably doing. Exactly. You know? So she's saying, you know, I just want to be at a club with girls. This is this is a business. So that's what I'm saying because she cannot provide what they are looking for in booking girls like that. Mm-hmm. Because no shade, no tea, but actually all shade. Um. Yeah, when 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 club promoters book women, mm-hmm. book rappers and stuff, the appeal is men are going to come out to see this body, girls are going to come mm-hmm. out to check what this girl is wearing mm-hmm. to, to emulate it, right? Mm-hmm. Erica Banks carries neither of those things. Damn. You think? No, I know. She carries neither. Erica Banks look like um, She's the ugly special. stepsister from Shrek in the face. Damn. She's definitely nothing special. Um, but you know what? It's one of those things like you could have kept this to yourself. Like if it's even how you, you truly do run yeah. your business, like, okay, that's between yeah. you and your managers, whatever. Like, okay, look for some thick bitches, whatever. Right. But was it, what purpose did it serve for you to say that out loud on social media? She was trying to do exactly what she did, be on the shared room, circulate her name. Yeah. People remember, oh, Erica Banks, oh, yeah, the Buster Challenge girl. Oh, yeah, the girl who they compared to Megan. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 15 old. That's what it's going to be. It's like mm-hmm. just as you said, as the introduction, we had to remind ourselves where we knew this girl from. That's pretty much what it is. It's just, we don't need to hear things like that. Like, okay, yes. We, it's certain things that I feel like we all do individually or think about, or maybe I think we all do have some sort of 
personal prejudice that we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But it's important to check yourself on the prejudice that mm-hmm. you do have. You know what I'm saying? But we don't got to know about it. You don't Qu- have to bro- broadcast it. But Quiet's Cat, you know, we dragging Erica Banks, but there are a lot of girls who think like this. She just Absolutely. said out loud. Absolutely. Like, she just said out loud. She just said out loud. But there are, uh, this is a female concept. There yes. are, this, you know, the Especially idea. Especially rappers and stuff. It is, it is a girl. Like, I know girls, mm-hmm. facts, that that's They only want to deal with girls, girls that look deep, like them. They or have a certain look. You get what I'm saying? So, and that never works out for them. You get what I'm saying? Then they end up with no real friends or connections in their life. But it, this is a popular female ideology mm-hmm. of clicking up or linking up with girls that you feel, you know, just aesthetically, right? Some girls link up with girls that they know are uglier than them a little bit mm-hmm. or who they feel like there's right. a slight I'm going to be the main top shine. Exactly. I'm the main girl character. Some mm-hmm. girls do the inverse. They hang out with girls that they know are all cute and they bring the type of attention the that they want from. around. Mm-hmm. So, which is what Erica Banks is saying that she knows she not it so she need these type of girls to bring mm-hmm. the ballers, the stock collars, the them type of men around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sorry, girl, that your BBL ain't do it for you. Heck nah, it's not doing it for her. Because how you get a BBL and still look like that? Yeah, she not it. She not it. And this never no hate herself, but she just, she just not it. It's all facts. Next on the list. All right, so let's continue um, with this. So a University of Southern California student gets into a lot of hot water because she decided to um, create a majorette team at a PWI. So we know majorette teams to be a tradition that is predominantly shit, if not only with HBCUs, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, we know a lot of majorette teams. Dancing Doll, um, Honey Bees, you know, Virginia State them girls so there's a lot of different popular majorettes Mm -hmm. so she goes to usc with his which is university of southern california and that is as we know pwi yeah and she creates it so there was a lot of backlash from it backlash and you know as we awesome pwi girls what do we how do you feel i think it's a great thing that she's doing it because you know going to pwi you definitely search for where do you fit mm-hmm. you know besides the african student council i'm like where else did i you know where was my group of people okay. you know what i'm saying where was my after school matters for lack of better words okay. you know what i mean like what is it that besides academics where do i socialize where do I, where is my community um but i do think that's something to keep in mind if you are doing that at a pwi do know that you may have one or two white girls who want to join and are you going to say no? You know what I'm saying? Because it's a PWI, it's not a... Is majorettes only a black thing? I never thought it was a, an only I, black thing. I only the only reason I said that because you did it. No, yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying it's a general question, not to you, but just like as the, at the backlash. I don't think it's only a black thing. I think, as you said, it's created. I think it was created in a black community, mm-hmm. black schools, black you know systems and stuff like that. Even think the thing about the majorettes, you know, but I don't think it's like, oh, you only can be black to do it. I don't think so. The only thing I'll say is that she should be op- she should be aware that she may have some white people coming, you know, because it's the PWI mm-hmm. school or maybe some Hispanics. There'd be some Hispanics that be wanting to be around the black kids. Mm-hmm. Also, maybe that's the only place they can find their own type of community. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's a great thing. This is hella dances, dance, whatever. PWI, the children team, team in UIC, it was all white. It was yeah. like maybe two, three black girls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, they, you know, it's just like, 
what's is the problem? What is the backlash? What did Matt about? Here's the thing, and you know this this goes back to the same debate I always have about HBCUs versus mm-hmm. PWI. Black people have to stop acting as if your blackness is discounted once you go to a PWI. Because mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, if you ain't going to Howard Spellman Morehouse, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are not in the careers that they want to be in. You know, people go to schools for networks, connections, career. You know, when people were choosing schools, they, what's the best medical school? What's the best mm-hmm. this, that, school? And a lot of time, unfortunately, that's not always a PW. I mean, that's not always an HBCU. You cannot discount black people for choosing what PWI? Yeah, for choosing what they felt was best for their Uh life. Okay. And we have to stop acting like there's not something in black people trailblazing these schools, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine if black people never went to Harvard Mm -hmm. or Stanford or Princeton or all these Ivy Leagues. Mm -hmm. But what about the black people that do go there? They don't deserve their own culture? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, this is just a thing to me that I've always felt is like black people, I understand it's easy to... Hub things at so, HBCU. So, question: Where's the backlash coming from? Is it coming from black people from HBCU saying why she's doing a PWI, I mean, yeah, yeah, or is it Twitter. coming from like white people? Like, what is it? Black it's, it's Twitter. Black right? pe- it's black Twitter. So they're mad that she's doing something that's yeah, you know, meant for black people. You know, that whole gatekeeping the culture bullshit of like, and, but that's so false, and it is more damaging than helpful. Motherfuckers do not be gatekeeping the culture in the right way. And you know. Speaking of HBCUs, um, you know, I have a few clients who went to, like, Jackson State or, you know, Mississippi, whatever mm-hmm. those motherfuckers be. And she, you know, <laughs> they're telling me, like, the main issues with HBCUs is, like, compared to PWIs, the alumni, people tend to go back and give back to their schools. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this HBCUs, they groom and educate black students, but the black students never come back. Hence, mm-hmm. when we see news about like, oh, you know, when there was like on a shade room, like how they had a mold yeah, and, and, uh, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they don't really, people don't go back. So y'all my first who went to HBCUs, what are you doing for your school? Because they're not, pro- gee, I'm sorry to say, I, you know, I ain't going to no HBCU, uh-huh. but I'm going to tell the truth. I mean, the homecomings are lit, but a lot of the people do not be in a place to be given back. That's the fact. They didn't, like, a lot. I totally disagree with that. No, it'd be three, four schools that people do well at. There's there's hundreds of HBCUs in the country. And that's what if I'm you saying. Not, that's what I'm saying. But those schools, those people that are graduating from those schools are going to be, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, they, you know, they get the the top of the top. So they not, they don't be in places to be like, oh, I'm going to kick back to the school. I, you know, what, what I feel is that you don't have to be a millionaire to, to give back. You really do not have to be a millennial to give back at all. You know, the main schools who are popular is because also they do have a lot of celebrities like Diddy in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, great. They came from that school. And, you know, I suit. Okay. Like the, one of the people that I'm talking about, she a successful professional, successful professional. Now, now, now I don't know. And I said, hence I said successful, meaning she's doing all right. Mm -hmm. Now I don't know if she gives back or not because I never questioned if she did, but she was the one who enlightened me. Like, you know, there are a lot of people who come who are successful professionals. I think also even me, I'm realizing that I'm actually not around a lot of successful, successful black professionals. I'm, Honestly, it's my current career that is like making me be around because I'm like, oh, that's because I, I live up north too. Yeah. So up north, you kind of get a different breed of people compared to out south. So I'm getting people that are like, oh, they work for the state or they work for this. I'm just like, oh, are you black? Are you black? Are you black? Are you black? 
a lot of them went to HBCUs, you yes. know? And it's just like, okay, what are you doing back to give to the community? This is why, this is what helps PWIs. Motherfuckers be finding some way to give back. Even if it's like, oh, I have this small business. Uh, you know, I could have, you could have one of your students come intern for me and come whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I think as black people, and this is a general comment that we even say about ourselves. We need to take care of our communities. We don't. We tend to blame 100% on the government. Obviously, the government and slavery and racism play a good, a big role. We both lived on the South Side. But there's certain things we see like, okay, as black people, what are we doing? Why are we not making things better ourselves? Because I don't remember what the, com- the original We were talking the about the majorettes, <laughs> but we in this HBC PWI. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm not saying that people are not successful that graduate from mm-hmm. HBCUs. I'm saying that there is... They don't is, have the resources. I'm saying that there's not a culture full, like, the, the, that there's a lot of the HBCU culture. I'm not saying it's not education, because I don't want people, all the Spelman Knights and Morehouse, all you mm-hmm. people, leave me alone. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like... What people pride themselves on going to an HBCU mm-hmm. over is the homecomings. The, oh, I'm around black people, the parties. It's the community. It's the, being it's the community. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like, once you graduate and get into the real world, yeah. you know. Because those schools, a lot of times, they don't have the resources. They don't have the, you know what I'm saying? They don't have the things that you need post-graduation. So, so what, you that went to PWI, what resource did you get from your PWI postgraduate? I would say if I utilized it, there are resources. I just don't utilize it. Because I tried to stay within the black realm and we didn't have a big black community at our school. Mm -hmm. But there are like strong alumni associations at Mm -hmm. our school. Mm -hmm. There are like, like if we really wanted to, if we wanted to be serious and be like, oh, let's go back. We can even go back to the career center right now and look for a job. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I've went a couple times after graduation. Exactly. It's just like to be, if we want to utilize the resources, they are there to utilize. But I think that people don't think about that for their schools or honestly the schools don't have it. But when they went to these schools, Mm -hmm. that wasn't their focus. Yeah. It wasn't like, what can I get after? What's the network? What's this? They went because it'd be busting and it was HBCU. Damn. You get what I, mean? I, I think it could be a half and half. I don't think it's, I think absolutely people do intentionally go like, oh, it's, it's a party school. It's all black for arts and sorority and stuff like that. I'm finna go because it's popping. You know, a lot of people do go like, I just want to be around my people. I need that community. I need that support. Um, example, the lady I was talking about, she was telling me like how, you know, they had so much support from their professors mm-hmm. to a level where like, oh, we had dinners at the professor's house. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, I never had that. I, I, I didn't know that. You well, know I was an FM studies minor. FM? And I had African-American. African-American okay. studies minor. So, yeah. And it was an Af- African-American professor, no? Yeah, and I'm not saying that, they, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying like the overarching mm-hmm. like university going to university the, yeah. the the benefit of going to HBCU as we just said is the community is feeling good yeah, having people that invest in absolutely. you absolutely but I'm saying like when you like you going to grad school and stuff when we're talking about competitive applications this that and you have all of those and professional wanted- building blocks unfortunately it is not rooted in HBCU I agree so and people I- that go to PWS to choose the mm-hmm. better should not have to feel ostracized. For I agree. It. And I just want to complete the thoughts yeah. by saying I totally agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. But also, we do know the history of black education in America, right? Yes. We do know the history that black people are not even allowed to attend classes. Most of that to stay out, stand outside. You yes. know what I'm saying? So the fact that HBCUs are created, that is an awesome thing or should forever be praised for that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And which still plays a role as to why they still lack sort of res- some of resources. They, they lack funding, which is why when all this president candidate want to be president, oh, we finna fund HBCUs. Joe Biden did it. Or even, even Trump did it. Oh, I'm going to give this funds because 
of course, it this is a, a, a thing that is historically based. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's, it's racial. It's economical as to why these schools do not have the, this um, resources. Yes. So it's not like they did not want to have the resources. But the fact that, okay, we're producing successful doctors, celebrities, lawyers, nurses, whatever. We also need to provide those resources for the upcoming generation. Right. So that was just my argument that, okay, as black people, we, are, we ourselves, we do need to do better. We do need to give back. But back to the original conversation, yes, as a PWI former student or graduate, I did wish I had more of a community besides um, African Center Cancer. Yeah. Absolutely. I wish there was some African drama club. We were, it's AS, is African Center Cancer that we were the one that like, tried to provide all of those within one organization, which yeah. kind of became too much. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was the same people. But as black people, we're more than just Africans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was that year we tried to connect and all of that with all the other black orgs. And yeah, again, I'm not trying to shit on HBCUs. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I just I just want to tell the truth about, like, that sounds beautiful. It would be like, oh, the doctors and this, that, and the other. Because, yeah, it exists, mm -hmm. but the statistical outcome of it is not in its favor. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, PWIs are better. That's yes. just a fact we, of the matter. We get it. Resources, you know, education. Like even it, when you look up top schools in America, top schools in Chicago, wherever you are, it's not going to be HBCU. Yeah, it's and not. I'm not, and it's not saying that you know where black people congregate can't be great. I know a lot of people that are doing well that went to, went to HBCUs for sure. But you know, I don't think the girls should be getting backlash for trying to bring some more of our culture. And that's where we be hurting ourselves. Yeah. It's that, more damaging. Let her do like, the stuff. Let her do that. Let her do it. Like, what the hell? And black people should not just support HBCUs. You should also try and support black people trying to get education. Absolutely. Places. I mean, quite frankly, I didn't know about HBCUs like that. Maybe because from my African like, background, yeah. I didn't know. it. For me, it wasn't an option. It wasn't something that came to me. I didn't even know there were HBCUs, to be very much honest with Facts. you. Facts. I didn't know about me it. Me either. I wanted to go to Spelman by happenstance. I mm -hmm. think I wanted to go to Spelman because I love Felicia Rashad. Because you watch, I and didn't I grow up watching Cosby's. I did not. And I knew she went to Howard. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, oh, Spelman Law is better. Mm -hmm. That was how my whole process went. So, yeah, not everyone, uh, and not everyone wants to go down south either. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't want to go into some, some bush. Hell no. Motherfuckers be lynched, God forbid. Okay, next one says Boogeyman. Oh, Lord. Justin made another <laughs> one. You play with me, that shit was childish. The day before she said that, Tori Lane shot her. I was fucking on Megan Thee Stallion, waited to say that shit on my next album. Oh, before they copyright us, right? Okay. <laughs> he did the day before too, but I kept it player. I ain't say nothing about it. Had her pretty boy boyfriend tweeting me, ready to die about the bitch like a coward. I told you niggas don't play. Now you're going to have to handle me. Wow. This is Boogeyman, also known as The Baby. This is his new, new album, I be new song. What is it? Hmm. Basically him saying that he fucked Meg the Stallion the day before the whole Tory Lane situation happened. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. <laughs> Let me say your own load. Just get it off your chest. I mean, I do think they was fucking. Damn, you think so? I do. I, I do think that Megan and Tory, I mean, not Megan, Megan and the baby, a.k.a. Jonathan, I think they had a thing. Because everybody know they had a good, like, a whole run in 2019 where they were always together. And I won't forget, it was one time where somebody asked the baby, I think it was the breakfast club, it was somebody that asked the baby in the interview, like, yeah, you and Meg, y'all do a lot of music together, y'all always together. You know, you know she got that body out of here. You ever tried to spit? And he was just like, ha, ha, you know. 
that's you know that's fair. <laughs> you know how men be when they mm-hmm. try to lie but tell the truth. So it's like I've always put two and two together that. And you know, Max stays shaking her booty on everyone everywhere like, with some little shorts. So I'm sure they're. At, you're right. They were definitely together at that. That they was summer. On all tour, all award show. Like, come mm-hmm. on, if she Megan the type. I'm telling you. You saying she fast? Yes. You know what I'm saying? You like, she a hoe? Maybe. Ooh. You know, we don't use those words no more in 2022. Oh, what's the word? Slut. No, we said liberated women. Girl, boom. No, 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 no. If it's a who, it's a who. Which one's liberated woman? Come on, please. Don't let us be deceiving ourselves with that time. Sexually liberated woman. I beg. That's what we'll be deceiving ourselves. Okay, yeah, it can be sexually liberated, but you don't have to be a hoe to be sexually liberated. liberated. Well, liberation, I thought it's liberation. There's <laughs> <laughs> levels of liberation. All right. But, but you think they fucked? For sure, but is it lame that he said it? It very song? is. Yeah. After yeah. What, a whole year, two years later. Like you can tell, he kept this shit. He would like I'm sleeping. I'm I'm sitting on this secret. Yeah. Like obviously you did it. It's just for his own promotion of music. Yeah. It's not for any like. It's just okay. This is gonna help my 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 song pop. I don't like when people lean into the bad guy. Cause that's what he just. That's what he has done. Now. Mm-hmm. Leaned into the bad guy. He had a couple. You know, he had a bad little summer where he made them comments about gay folk, and then he had the little situation with him and his baby mama. Just gonna say that. You know what I'm saying? So it became like, damn, Jonathan, you really, you that type. You really are that type. And then it's like now you just leaned into it instead of trying to rise above, and I don't like that for him. Yeah, it's like what's your man? You know what I mean? Like we already talk so much shit. They talk so much about women, especially like. Oh, hoes and bras and jumps, whatever they want to call them. Like, oh, they're always name dropping. They're always this and that. But one thing I notice, especially as of late, in the music industry, it's mainly men, men that be name dropping. It's always men. It's men because you, you don't hear female artists say, oh, yeah, I fuck this. No. Never, it be Instagram, it be yeah. Instagram chicks, exactly. Never like really. IG models and all that. But you don't hear artists female artists to be like yeah i slept with him yeah he ate my coochie like if they do it be maybe the drew what's her name queen key <laughs> the drew rappers like oh so i'm like oh i'm trying to get back at you type of shit mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but i think it's quite tacky how old are you okay you fucked up and okay who needed this information yeah it was made to embarrass her it don't have even to bring up tory it don't got nothing to do i mean the whole case What's that supposed to be like? Motive? I don't understand. Like what? What? I guess to shade the boyfriend too. Party, because he he mentioned you know. Someone defending her like a coward, and men gotta stop that bitch ass rhetoric. You loving a woman, caring for your woman, standing up for a woman, being there for a woman is what makes you a man. I, I'll be damned if my man did not stand up for me, and I'm in this type of public situation. Period. Like, especially men, if I'm being attacked. Men, men be so quick to impress themselves and each other. That's what it is. But it's like at the end of the day, I was literally just listening to a quote riding in the car about somebody was saying like he was talking to men. It was like a pastor. He was like, "Men, you can't be a man without a woman." Facts. Like, because a woman is the one who's gonna push you. She's gonna you. test I you. Heard that. Uh-huh. You know, she's gonna do all those things. She the one that's gonna. See if you can be a man to the kids. Like, she's the one that's going to put you in situations to prove your manhood. Mm -hmm. So, to me, all this, you know, oh, men that love women, you soft, you this, you that. To me, it's like, what do y'all want to do with the rest of y'all lives? People don't understand that there is a trajectory to life. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a trajectory to life. They be so involved in the now, 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 who I'm fucking, what I'm doing, the money I'm getting. 
So, you know, the baby. I hope that this made you feel good. I hope this make you feel like you're bringing your career back. But it didn't do nothing for anybody. It didn't make me see Megan any different than I've already seen her. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it didn't make me see Party less of, of a, a man. man. It didn't make me more impressed with Tory Lanez. And it for sure didn't make me more impressed with you. So, Uh-oh. I think all this boogeyman, boogeyman shit that you saying, it ain't scaring nobody. At all. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. It's a shame. I, I wonder if she's going to respond. Or do you think she's going to respond? You know, Megan, she's going to drop a little diss mm-hmm. four, four months later. She's going to be like, niggas named the baby, they was crying out loud. You know <laughs> I mean? mm-hmm. ah, speaking of men. <laughs> so, you guys know my birthday twin. We talk about this a lot. Mm-hmm. We kind of look alike if you squint. Me and... <laughs> <laughs> me and... The 90s hottie, Miss mm-hmm. Nia Long. Miss Nia Long is the quintessential brown skin, dark skin. Mm-hmm. Can we end this debate? Because, you know, remember in college we had that debate, like, if she was brown skin or dark skin. Mm-hmm. I just consider her dark skin. People like, no, she's brown skin. Anyway, Chaco, Chocolates, Coco, Coco Mama, Nia Long. <laughs> she was the it girl. Like, she was. The it girl. Like, there is not a hit of the 90s that doesn't feature Nia Long. From Boys in the Hood to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air to The Best Man um, and many more in between. Nia Long deserves mm-hmm. all the flowers. Um, but unfortunately, her own fiancé didn't see as such. That, I know, right? He's still her fiancé. I mean, they still saying fiancé. We don't know what's to it. Um, But if you haven't heard the news, Nia Long's fiancé and head coach of the Celtics basketball team, Ime Udoka, um, was recently suspended for for the next basketball season for having a consensual but inappropriate relationship with a staff Mm -hmm. member of the Celtics team. Um, seeing, Seeing after this, he has now, like I said, been suspended for the whole season, the complete 22-23 season, and there will be an interim coach stepping in. Since then, Ime himself has just said that he made an unfortunate choice, um, and he would like his privacy. Oh, he's he's spoken up. Okay, Yeah, he made a little statement. He said something, and Nia Long said, you know, she was blindsided by the whole situation, Mm -hmm. that even though they had handled the situation months ago, Mm -hmm. he waited to allow her to find out through the press. So wait, she was she didn't know anything about it. She didn't but know. But I know she, that they said the Celtics team kind of knew about it. The Celtics it. team knew, mm-hmm. but she didn't know. So she was blindsided by it in the press. And her statement is, above all, I am a mother, and I will continue to focus on my children. Okay. Damn, Nigerian men are so embarrassing, man. Not Nigerian men. Yeah, he is Igbo. <sighs> um, what I would say is, it sucks. Super it's sucks. it's definitely embarrassing. Um, because you, sh- I, you know, I always say that if you're in a position of power, you know, where you're in the limelight, when you have a big platform, you need to be very careful. You must. You have to like. I get. I get it. It's unfortunate that you can't just do any shit you want to do. Like if you're just regular folk, like because no one's gonna look twice or care about it. But if you're giving a, you know, to whom to whom much is given, much is expected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're able to have be in this level and the type of wife you even have to it's not like mm-hmm. you have a regular chick where nobody knows about her okay you know what i'm saying like it's, it's like all right nobody knows she, okay he cheated on her like no but exactly people know she's still re- relevant yeah. people love her 
Like she's like Black America's sweetheart. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like people love her, so it's just like to do this, it makes no sense. Now again, men with men, men of all status, whether you work in McDonald's or you are a Celtics coach, <laughs> men will do what they want to do, whether it's cheating. And again, it shows no matter how fine, beautiful, sexy your wife is, whether she's definitely dropping it down low every night, mm. she giving you the best BJs every night. But if Not a BJs. man. I mean, but if a man decides that, you know what, my eyes is wandering, I'm going to let my penis wander along too, and I'm going to move on with it, they're going to do it. You get what I'm saying? And it happens. But now the argument that I agree with, you know, just to just see on social media people talking about, they're like, why was he suspended for one year? That's a lot. Because it's like, okay, he cheated. And what? Keyword is consensual. Now, if it was not consensual, then, of course, we know how that should play out. You get what I'm saying? We don't play about sexual molestation, abuse, harassment, all that. But it's consensual. I even saw the picture of the girl. She was not a fine baby. She wasn't fine. She was, no, she's not on the level of me alone. She was looking a little bit too. She sure was. She, 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 you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it was consensual, okay? But I think, you know, also not to put the race situation in, but a lot of times race do play a role. I think they just want to make him a scapegoat. Hell yeah, with the Celtics, the Celtics is a known racist team. Ah, really? It's historic for them to even have a black coach. So that's like, for you to fumble this bag like this, Mm -hmm. bruh, it's like, you really disappointed, not just Mm -hmm. Nigeria, not just black America, but you really disappointed a lot of Mm -hmm. people. You get what I'm saying? Because he's a good coach. He got the Celtics all the way to the finals. Oh, he's a good coach? That's who, they was in the finals. It was them in Golden State. Wow. So it's like, for you to come off a year like that, and this is what you chose to do. It just to me is just kind of like men and their ego is insatiable. Yeah. Like when I say insatiable, I think people be thinking like, oh, it's just the sexual thing of it. I think a lot of this is really male ego as well. Mm-hmm. It's just the idea that if I want it, I can have it. Who gonna stop mm-hmm. me? And that really be the problem. It's not really that. I don't think men. You know, I don't think men are really just sexual deviants like that. They just need sex all the time and this, that, and the other. I think men can very well choose who they want to have sex with. It's just that they make the poor decision because a woman, it's not that we can't just, you know, it's not that I can't choose. Oh, this man coming on to me. If I want to have sex, I can have sex. It's that we make the choice that, hmm, even though it could feed my ego to know that this man is fiending for me. Mm-hmm. And he a it, sexy fine man. Yeah, it's going to destroy Exactly. What is the repercussion? Like men, their masculinity is so weak and they only think about the pleasure of right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I bet if she sucked my dick, it's going to feel so good. Okay, it'll feel so good. But right after that, what's going to happen? What are you going to lose? Who is it going to affect? Because affect? they do have a child together. Like, you know, she, I know mm-hmm. she has to suffer from pure relationship, but they have two kids together. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, and then it's so public. That's one, another layer that makes it so embarrassing because she cannot deal with this in private. I can't believe he didn't tell her. He can't deal with this in private. He can't, she can't, you know, just, you know, confine in her friends like, girl, this is what my husband did, blah, blah, blah. It's like, everybody knew about this. Now all her colleagues know about this. All her co coworkers know about this. They're going to be looking at her like, oh, girl, yeah, my bad. I'm sorry I heard about what your husband did. It's, embar- it's embarrassing as fuck. If anything, it's so embarrassing, you know? Uh, that's something like they're still engaged. They're not married. And they've been engaged for like years. Since like yeah. 2015. Yeah. It's just, men always going to choose their ego. It's a shame. Um, But I don't think he deserves the one year suspension because, hey, all these owners of the basketball team, all these successful white women that be cheating on their wives daily with what's, different women. What's what are they saying? What's that football owner that got caught getting them happy endings at that massage? Damn. Robert Kraft? One day him. He's still a billionaire. I digress. Okay. Okay. I digress. 
It, it really is, you know, to be honest, it is a racial thing. It definitely is. Why it are you putting This is his private life, whatever. He made it play by being dumb, but how does this affect his career? His, his job. career. Cause, it's because it's Nia Long, period. Don't ever play with Nia V like, Long. Don't again, it's consensual. You know what I'm saying? No, he didn't rape somebody. Yes. So why, how does this affect him as a coach? Dumb. It's because it's Nia Long. But that's what you get. You, you, you are doing something Play with stupid. them basic hoes. Like, don't play with that's Nia Long. That's what you get. Very stupid. Um. So apparently, Apple is adding bonnet emoji. Hmm. Um. What do you think about that? I think that's quite interesting. Do you think this is... Uh, is it racist? Is it like, mm, or is it just like, oh, it's part of the culture? It's for the culture, as people say, for the culture. Somebody said Monique is somewhere. She mad? Hell no. Um, but I, I think it's just part of the culture. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that we have to choose one. Mm. Either we want to be included, or we want to come up with our own little thing and our own little secret society, and don't nobody know nothing. Exactly. But we can't begin on the internet parading our culture for the world to see. Like, literally parading ourselves. Both the bad and the good. Bad and the good. And then be surprised when people pick it up is, on it. Exactly. People see it as a trend. Because exactly. we are a market. We're a big market. I damn near Forever. think black people was part of the people that was keeping Apple alive. The way we were switching iPhones. The way we, you know, black people are the one who made that Android iPhone debate a debate. There weren't no white people. We made that a debate. We made iPhone elitist. You get what I'm saying? Like, people use it for tech. White people just, they like the tech of it all. But a lot of white people still use Android. Android, Android is still very because much. of the tech of it all. Yeah, like, like, like the tech is damn near better than Apple G. It like is like Android phones can do so much more. Yes, but we made it that I bet what the green tax uh-huh. that was us. So it's like uh-huh. we have to understand our power, and we say this all the time. But we do have to understand our power in the marketplace. Absolutely, you know, like it's up to as you said, it's definitely our power. And they're going to pick, and we can't be mad if they decide to pick the bad ones. Because I'm sorry, you know, also, I don't know because of how we grew up, but wearing bonnets, I, I mean, I don't know. I'll speak for myself. I don't wear a bonnet out the house. I don't. Because it's like, yeah, why you, it's sleepwear. Why are you wearing sleepwear out of the house? I may tie a scarf, you know, depending on what hairstyle I have, you know, maybe trying to, you know, preserve yeah, your rollers and all that. But people really literally wear um, bonnets every single wear, everywhere. I've known her for three years because I taught one of her kids like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I've never seen her real hair. Every time I've seen her, it's with a bonnet. It's with a bonnet. And she be to dressed the, too. To the with point a where the daughter, when they when her and the daughter come to school events and it's like lot school, the daughter also has her bonnet on. It's the most disgusting thing. It's to like, what's, what's, what's hair you protect? I'm like, baby, because she never do her hair. You can tell she got a lot of hair. She just don't do it. But it's just like, it's, this is your it's uniform. Where it's, it's, giving, it's not a hat. Yeah. It's a, it's a, this is your uniform. Yeah, it's a uniform. So we can't be mad, like because we do know, like okay, people wear a bonnet, so we can't be mad. Though. It's what I they mean, choose y'all to was represent. just on the internet slapping Monique, talking about you have the right to wear a bonnet. Mm-hmm. So let them have the right to show you in the bonnet. Okay, I agree. You know, and I know we st- a little bit talked about it um, last week, but the the white girl with the period or uh, period I whatever, it's the period, same thing. Uh, period. Uh, Period. It's uh. just like in a way it's cashy, but it's quite annoying because I just see it as a caricature. I be how you say it's caricature. Yeah. Okay. It's like she's wearing this big lashes, she's wearing this weave. It's just like you're obviously trying to look like this ghetto black girl and even the way you're doing the period up period. It's 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 a mockery to me. That's what I see. I, that. You know, it's not fun anymore. What irritated me was I thought we were laughing at her and then I looked around and we was laughing with her. Yes. 
And then people were making remix and also rapping yeah. over the stuff too, like celebrities. I thought we were ridiculing her, and then it That's was right. like, oh, we, we there was like, and then when irritated me is like, how y'all gonna sit here and act like this beat is raw? This is the beat from um, what's it called? It's from that Future and Drake song, off of their song. It's ridiculous because now you know, like on TikTok. You could make a duet with people. Now she's posting like, oh my God, this celebrity, she, she, you know, she did a duet with my song. Like now, like this is, before I know she's going to be selling something, then she's going to sell out. I want people to Y'all know. Y'all going to get from money. This is not her song. She took the beat from, baby, I'm the plug. I'm going to play the song. Uh, uh, don't so, play this song, guy, beg. <laughs> don't play this song. Don't play it. Don't play it. Yeah. People can't look it up. <laughs> If only y'all knew how these streaming networks be on that network. Okay. Um, but it's, it's quite ridiculous. You know, if we still want to be gatekeepers of our black culture, we need to know what we're gatekeeping. That's we need the to know what to we need to know what we're presenting. You know what I'm saying? What we're making marketable to people. Ridiculous. All right. Speaking of gatekeeping though, let's talk about this new movie, The Woman King. Mm-hmm. Um so The Woman King is a new movie that came out starring Viola Davis, John Boyega, and many, many more. Um, it is a movie that follow that is um historically based off of the what is it called? The Doimi tribe? The Home. The Home tribe. And essentially what the movie is about is about of women um women warriors that are protecting a king, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and to From the slave. From masters. the slave. And then, you know, we, 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 one of them become a king. The woman king. Um, but there's a lot of controversies surrounding it. So right now they're saying that there are boycotts to the film because critics are saying it underplays the role played by the Dahomey Kingdom in the Atlantic slave trade. They're saying that even though it's a fictional film inspired by true events, don't tease out enough information about the horrific history. Thoughts? I feel like obviously by now we all, we do know that... Africans, African leaders, chiefs, kings played a role in slavery. Yes. We sold our own people. Yep. That's no new story. End of story. No long story. Period. We know it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, slave trade would not be as successful as the way it was. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. However, it does not negate the fact that they were actual women warriors. It doesn't take away from the fact that there were people who were absolutely against slavery. Who did not want to give into the white man at all? Mm-hmm. It was some of the research I was doing regarding Queen Elizabeth dying. There was actually one specific king who, you know, see this. I'm like, this is Queen Elizabeth stuff. Like, you know, doing research, I'm like, damn, I get people are, are mad or like not mad that she's dead because yeah. it's like, especially 70s, 60s, all that time. It's like they literally would go to all these African countries, the villages, and they require for the kings to bow down to her mm-hmm. because she's the queen. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, I, f- I can't specifically remember what specific uh, region he's from. Um, but he refused to buy them because I'm a king. Why am I buying down to you as a foreigner that you come into my land okay. to steal from me? You know? Eventually, they kidnap him, whatever. He ended up, being, ended up dying, whatever. But he was only one of the other kings bowed down, but he's the only one that didn't buy down. Next one I want to say, with the village that I am from, the women were the kings. You know, hence my name being Moniade. I have a crown. It's... Women were of leadership. Women mm. were kings in my village. So it's just like, this is true story. You know what I'm saying? So yes, there's a bad side, but we talk about how we need to see positive stuff. Everything does have to be like, 12 years of slavery. Thank we get you. it now. Thank you. We get it. Black can, people be so caught can, up in their own trauma, G. Can, can we see how we fought? You know what I'm saying? Like, even today, I'm like, damn, I wish I knew so much more about Haiti. Damn, if I, You know what I mean? Like, Haiti's the, the, the first nation to win the war. To fight to be an independent country. You know what I'm saying? Even all these other Caribbean countries, I'd be like, how do all these Caribbean countries 
developed. Like yeah. how did how did um, Jamaica come about? You even saying all these other islands? How did they come about? Obviously, we're all originally Africans. Let's be real. We yeah. fucking know that. You know what I'm saying? Back to the um, the Yoruba um, Netflix documentary that I saw. Yeah. Like how as Yoruba people, we literally migrated and traveled to all these islands and all that, and we still upkeep our culture to some level till today. You know. So why are you mad about this, woman king girl? We need this shit. I need this. Shit. I need to see this stuff. I do want to go watch it. I think that you know it's it's annoying to me that. These same people sat here and dressed in these dollar store dashikis to go watch a movie about a fictional universe Mm -hmm. that, if you're talking about not true, inspired by true, but it don't tell the real story, y'all sat here for for years praising a fictional country. Till today, it's Wakanda forever. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to watch a movie about real people, real events, real women that Wakanda stole from. Okay. That, that little tribe, the women warriors in Wakanda comes from this. Okay, absolutely. That's where it comes from. Absolutely. So for, for people to not have that energy or whatever, for, the, for Marvel copywriting it and won't support not only a story about our history, but a story done... Produced by Viola Davis, starting uh, starring Viola Davis, produced by John Boyega. This is one of the first movies I've ever seen that had real Africans playing real Africans. Sure did with correct accents. With correct, because they were really African playing real okay. Africans. I gotta go watch that shit. I'm just talking, but it's like this. This. This is what disappoints me about us. We don't be knowing when to when to mobilize. We don't. We really don't know when to mobilize because that same energy y'all supposed to use towards period. Ah, period. Ah. Y'all are using towards Viola Davis. Now. Okay, like it, it, it just for me, I'm like it just makes. What, what exactly are you mad about? Okay, because the Dahomey and the your kingdoms they were part of the slavery. Okay, so okay now if they made a movie about that, what is that going to change? That's what I'm saying. Y'all want to watch uh, Armageddon? I mean, not Armageddon. What's that movie with? Oh God, what's that movie with Jimon Hansu? Where he a slave? Jimon. Oh, blood! Is it blood? No, the one uh, Amistad. That's the movie. Oh, okay. Y'all want to watch Amistad so much? Oh, Amistad's a great movie. You should watch that. Yeah, please. I beg. This is a great movie. Let us see black women fighting. Let us see Africans coming together because even to today something we talk about how like oh as black people as Africans we never come together mm-hmm. we don't see the visual representation of what it looks like for us to congregate together and to fight for the betterment of our nation for us we we don't see that at all and let's see women women in the struggle women, while women advanced a movement I was listening to something the other day oh it was the Kadeen um, Harrison and Jasmine Guy interview on the Breakfast Club for those of you who don't know that's Whitley and um, Dwayne from a different world you said they have a they had an interview oh, on the Breakfast Club because okay, okay. mm-hmm. it's the 30 year reunion mm-hmm. of uh, a different world mm-hmm. so they were on the Breakfast Club and Jasmine Guy was talking about how she wanted to write an autobiography about Asada and um, what's Tupac mama name I know some about them, right? but all of them, mm-hmm. right? Because she said every single time we hear about the Black Panther Party, all we hear is about the men. You mm-hmm. never hear about all these women who literally risked their, risked their lives, risked, risked everything. What's the, that one that's in Puerto Angela Rico, Davis. Cuba? No, but there's one that escaped. Is it that she's eating on Puerto Rico and Cuba? Is it Asada? No, it's not that one. I forgot her name. Angela Davis. No, it's not her. I remember it was Angela Davis. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't remember her name. Well, like um. 
She apparently shot like a white cop or oh, so whatever. And maybe it is her. It where is like she's it. in either Cuba or Puerto Rico, but like they still haven't got her because she's in Cuba or Puerto Rico. I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, but no, there's like, there's not enough stories about in the struggle what women do. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's like as much, as many movies as we've seen about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, Coretta Scott need her flowers. Yeah. Betty Shabazz need her flowers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These women that were very influential, that held these men down, that, you know, because I think that that's what, that's what also we as women are lacking in media. Mm-hmm. We don't see the fine balance of what it means to be strong and support your man at the same mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? Because the, at the end of the day, there is no Martin Luther King without Coretta. It's not. It's just not possible. If you really know what she did and how she carried his legacy after he was murdered. You get what I'm saying? Even that. And even all his kids, you hear about the daughters. Yeah. The daughters are the ones who are still keeping the legacy going. Exactly. With When I watched the Winnie Mandela movie mm-hmm. that Jennifer Hudson played Winnie, mm-hmm. that was so moving for me because you would never know. The way, you know, you would never know when Mal, um when Nelson was sitting in jail for 27 years. 27. What? Winnie Mandela was doing. doing. Mm-hmm. We paying him get out and be a nigga and marry a whole new woman, but that's mm-hmm. that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like these are the women of the movement, and we don't get to see their stories. So to see women fighting, see what women women warriors, we need to support that. Everybody go watch the Woman King. Okay, talk what Black Twitter talking about. Absolutely. All right, let's move into our favorite segment. So you guys, um, you know we don't like to be super political out here but when things are crazy when things don't make sense i have to speak about it so former former nfl player brett Favre is currently in the center of a mississippi welfare scandal according to legal documents filed in september the former governor of mississippi phil bryant and nonprofit leader nancy new agreed to give Favre six million dollars that was initially for welfare recipients and what brett used this money for was to build a new volleyball stadium for his daughter's volleyball team can you imagine that is the sickest the most disgusting thing i've ever heard on a logo somebody who is a dumbass stupid makes poor decisions comparable to a donkey goof ass very dumb it's just really disgusting you took six million dollars this is the same mississippi that don't have water so you took six million dollars water is brown all those people need to go to prison federal prison the highest extent of the law Mm -hmm. that is crazy that is really, really crazy. That my mind you, who did I say this man was? A former NFL mm-hmm. player, mm-hmm. not he's a former not a senator, mm-hmm. not a congressman. He's not a governor, not a senator, a former NFL, NFL player. Absolute trash. It's like, where is your humanity? Really, you're already a former NFL player. You have money, okay? You have money, okay? And obviously, you use your money wisely because you're a governor to some level. Okay, so okay. The, to the fact that you really had to use it to build your daughter's volleyball, really? Is it that deep? I just feel like... How selfish, yeah. how crazy is that as a governor? A governor of a whole state. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we're, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I, do, I mean, I really just feel like the way that um, white people, the privilege that they're able to navigate in the world, it just really is really like... Shocking and surprising to say the least. They're probably just gonna find him. 
Probably you give him a little fine, but but it's like to to see the way that they so stingy, all the stigmas they put on black people about welfare, all of these different things, and to have black something like that for, for what, like you literally stole this money, y'all please be weary of your public officials. No, literally the original welfare queen was a white woman. It wasn't a black woman. You know, it was white people that kind of switch it, and make it like it's a black thing. But it's no, it really is. It's a white woman. Yeah, it's who, a white woman. Though. Yeah. It's that's the welfare queen, and it is many white white people who are on welfare. Yeah, it's the black people. It really yes. is. Yes. Like let's, if you want to face the statistics, that's what it is. There are a lot of black people that refuse to get on any sort of welfare. Not me though. I cheat the sweet. <laughs> if I can get a link card right now, I do that. Listen, Mm-mm. somebody slide me theirs. Um, let's go to our next um segment, which is the care for the culture. Care for the culture goes to. Um, Trina, who is being, who's named BET Hip Hop Awards 2022 I Am um, Hip Hop Award honoree, which is great because we know that Trina, she has been in the industry since um, 1998 mm. and she is still relevant, active. She still makes new music. Um, you know, she was known for, you know, with her song with Trick Daddy and stuff okay she's the bad she's known as the baddest bitch to today people Mm -hmm. still refer to her as the baddest bitch you know and she was one of those and she is still one of those female rappers who has tried to remain not even try i don't want to say try but who has remained relevant you know Mm -hmm. i know now she's in hip-hop um loving hip-hop miami but she dropped the album like two three years ago she did when Nicki minaj was also on the song Mm -hmm. i actually did like that song Mm -hmm. um she's doing it she's Doing really well. You can tell she's about her money, about my hustle, about hip-hop. Like, she is hip-hop, actually. Trina is the original city girl. She don't get enough clout for what she did she for Miami. She She's one of those. You know, again, um, when we're talking about the history of hip-hop, everybody knows there's a lot of bias shown to the East Coast. So when we think about female rap as well, she's one of the notable and the more famous rappers to come, female rappers to come from the South. And she does. She is so embracing of the new rapper girls, she like was one of the, the first city girls. To do that. She was yeah. doing the city girls um documentary. How mm-hmm. she like she's their mentor and encouraging them while JT was still in prison and all this new like Lado. She has a song with Lado. She has songs with all this new upcoming girls, yeah. Sukiana, all of those. Like she's yeah. so embracing of all of them, which is amazing. Trina's definitely the baddest, and I'm and I'm happy she getting her flowers because it's true. Like I think that she doesn't. She just definitely doesn't get enough shine for what she did for the rap i she does and i do want to highlight that she has a diamond doll foundation it's a non-for-profit non-profit organization that helps younger girls with their life struggles the organization is partnered with florida entertainment summit to organize the jingle bell toy toy drive for children in south florida so this is she is you know also a giver to the community too mm-hmm. so it is just really great i you know i know she was also engaged to um what's it called Ronnie, what was his name? No, Lil Wayne. She was engaged to Lil oh, Wayne that, yeah. years mm-hmm. ago. I'm just like, and then she's is she still engaged with that new guy? That's what I'm saying. And his name Ron or something. Is he Ron? Lil Her best Ron. friend. That's what they said. It was best friends or something. Best friend. But anyway, shout out to her. Let's give her her, you know, applause and all of that. Awesome. Do you have any additional comments to add? Yes, let's talk about... We forgot to talk about this really quick. What? We didn't talk about Charlemagne the guy and what he said about Big Sosa. What he said. So we didn't talk about... So you guys, um, Charlemagne the God was on some podcast this week. And I guess they were talking about um, most influential in hip-hop. And Charlemagne fixed his mouth to say that he does not believe that Chief Keith is instrumental 
in hip hop. Like he doesn't think he has done anything in hip hop. And I just think that that is once again the biggest form of bias mm-hmm. and history rewriting that we see. Big Sosa, Chief Keef, literally invented a whole genre. Yeah. There is no drill without Chief Keef. There ain't no Fabio Foreign. Damn near ain't no Migos. You know what I'm saying? Without. Ain't no Chief a- Asian brat, Asian, Asian dog. She, know, I she wish be, she was. She'd be considered. She said she's the queen of drill. Where's she even from? Who know her? What's her Where's hood? Where's she from again? Is it Tennessee? She from some girl. Come on, your hood don't claim you. So sit down. <laughs> like seriously, like but the way that people—it's always bothered me the way that people rewrite Chicago out of hip hop, out of black, out of our cult, out mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like from mouth sauce. These these niggas in DC oh, really think they the sauce. only ones that got mom. Like they really like mumbo mumbo sauce. Baby, that's mouth sauce remixed. Heck, you know. You know, I'll never forget how. Atlanta tried to steal thought and cap from us. We came up with that. That was us. Thought that hoe over there. That was Chief Keef, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. That hoe over there. Thought. That's a Chief Keef line right there. Yeah. Cap. That was us. You know, and I was also seen on social media because, you know, and when we talk about influential with hip hop, we do know, like, as, you know, black people or black music. Well, black artists, we don't just influence the music, but also the culture, too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's not just about the music, but culture with how people dress, yes. how people talk, yes. lingo, slangs people use. Yes. You know, I was seeing where they posted a picture of some Asian guy with, you know, dreads and stuff. Mm. And quite frankly, it definitely really was when Chief Keith really came out that you see other... All the start being other, Yeah, all, even other races, between Asians yes. trying to have this, you know, full locks thing going on, even with the true religion jacket and jeans. Because what's a combo. dreadhead driller? Where'd that come from? Okay. You know, with the true, true religion, you know, jean combo, whatever, yes. like that outfit. like With your balls with the straps. Okay, the like that was definitely part of it, you know. I think people really do know about, you know, Chief Keef. And even the concept of, of drill music, you know, in other states too, and the culture that comes with it. You know, everyone wants to say, Chirac, Chirac, Chirac. Exactly. I feel like that term also, because, you know, besides the drill music, but we understand the dangerous lifestyle that he also yeah. lived to. You know what I'm saying? With the, you know, with FBI police, him moving to different states, trying okay. to be safe and all of that. Like, he was in the news all the time. Chief like, who Keef doesn't know 15, about him? 15, 16. And he changing was so the world. young. He really changing was Changing the so world young. at 15, 16. Absolutely. Motherfucker, no. Let me really talk now. I think what he means, I, mean, I think maybe what he's trying to say is that he didn't cross over to, I think in a way culturally he did, but musically he didn't cross over to pop mainstream. You know how a lot of rappers do end up going to pop and having a song with Katy Perry. You know what I'm saying? That's my people influential in hip-hop. But when we want to say mainstream, I, that's what I'm saying. I think maybe what he needs to reward and say is that he didn't cross over to pop mainstream. However, people, even the pop culture didn't know about him. Yeah, I was going to say 300 Love Salsa or I Don't Like. That was mainstream. I said pop. I Don't Like became pop. Kanye it's, took the sample and made it pop. Okay, but what? Okay, the sample, but not. I'm saying not actual him himself. You know what I'm saying? I guess like featured because typically a lot of rappers like let's be real, if, down to Snoop Dogg, all these rappers like 
Yeah, they're popular within the black community, black hip-hop. We know that he's influential, whatever, but we really, really want to cross over to pop mainstream to make them super global, where even African nations know about them, you yes. know what I'm saying? Indonesia know about them, India know about them. It's like when they cross over to some Katy Perry. So, yes, that's you know what mainstream, I mean? but I can't so, believe... Which is why I said pop yeah, mainstream. I can't believe he said he's not influential. That's crazy to He's me. definitely influential. Like, how you gonna say he's not influential? Who influential? Fabio? <laughs> like, what? They are, they, these same people are gonna say Migos is influential. Speaking of five years, you know there's a rumor out there that he's gay. He might be. You know, his baby mama is saying like, oh, he's gay. He like it in the butt. Didn't he just get out of jail not so long ago? Did he? Was he part of that? He's, Rowdy Rebel and them crew it, that just it, got it, out of jail? It, 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 listen, it's always something going on with five years as of late. There's just different baby mamas coming out, talking about him. You know, possibly he has AIDS and stuff. Uh-oh. I'm telling you, the baby mama said it. She's like, I don't AIDS. know about him. He got AIDS. Girl, but so you and your like baby got the, AIDS? Because what you talking about? She said, I ain't sleeping with him after, but I know he be sleeping with men and he fucks every, anything that walks and stuff like that. That's extreme. That's Different just still. That's very extreme. Ah, anyway, um, I think that's pretty much it, mm-hmm. correct? For the episode. Um, my quote for the day. Um it says, We need women at all levels, from the bottom, including the top, to change the dynamic, to reshape the conversation, to make sure women's voices are heard and heeded, not overlooked and ignored we are truly important and this just goes to woman king okay like Mm. we are needed in every part of the conversation we are present in every part of the conversation in every part of culture in every parts of life you know what i mean things that's happened nationally internationally everything we are there from the beginning to the very end okay so y'all better listen to us we are truly needed. Because we are beautiful. All right. Um, and thank you all for listening. Make sure you all follow us on social media. Share our podcast with your friends, family, sisters, mama, everybody, please. And we thank you all. And this is. $5 are the close friends. <laughs> this is. Cross Culture. Somebody who is a dumbass, stupid, makes me <laughs> comfortable to a donkey. Oh, Lord, oh, Woo! Goose ass. Hey, it is Erica Mona. It's and this yes. is Cross Culture. Do you know how we like to start?